up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. I'm Derek. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that is filled with honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in... We've got a full house tonight, so I'm going to bring in my sis, Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm so good, Derek. How are you? Doing very, very well. Enjoyed a three-day weekend, so... Woo! <laughs> Next, we have got Pete. Pete, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. I got... I did not enjoy a three-day weekend. I dug out from 22 inches of snow yesterday. Gotcha. Did you ever find your uh, snow shovel, by the way? No. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought one. <laughs> yeah, even better. Next, we have Rebecca. Rebecca, how's your evening going on? I'm freezing, but I'm good. So happy to be here. Awesome. And last and certainly not least, we have Sam. Sam, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, you guys. It's good to see all of your faces, even though I just saw a few of you on Sunday night, just two days ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. And yeah, true. Yeah, and we've got Steve with us. He says Thanks, hi, Platooners. Steve. So, hey, Steve. Yeah. Kate, what have we got for the Disney Plus News this week? It is time for the Disney Plus News. First of all, uh, casting for the D plus series the disney plus series national treasure has been announced with lizette alexis playing the lead character of jess uh second up marvel has released a moon knight trailer the series will feature oscar isaac who is poe from star wars as the superhero the show will premiere march 30th and number three, in the world of Star Wars, Ming-Na Wen pulled a Tom Holland or spread all of the spoilers and revealed that there will be a Bo-Katan series coming starring Katie Sackhoff. No other information is available, but this is not news that was supposed to get out. Spoilers. Uh, number four, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers will be shooting season two in February, likely wrapping by June. Emilio Estevez will not be returning from this season, which we told you um, a while ago, but the rest of the cast is expected to be there. Uh, next up, the trailer for The Wonderful Winter of Mickey Mouse was released today. This will premiere on February 18th and is a collection of new winter-themed Mickey Mouse cartoons. And last but certainly not least, from the world of do we really need more of that story, Tim Allen has been confirmed as reprising his role in a Santa Claus series coming this winter to Disney+. Plus. Back to you, Derek. And I, and I would say the answer is no, we really don't need more of that story. <laughs> 
You know, I do enjoy the Santa Claus movies. Other than that last one, that last one was pretty bad. But mm-hmm. I, I liked the the first couple of them. So I enjoy me some Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Yeah, the the first one was fine. I I'm assuming in this one maybe he's going to pass on the mantle to a new to Charlie to tar- to his son. Yeah, maybe I don't know. But yeah, the first one was actually good. But I don't really need a sequel to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh Vicky says the Moon Knight trailer looks so good. I will say it looked a little dark for Disney Plus to be perfectly honest. I thought it was going to come to Hulu because just it looks and the trailer doesn't make you realize that he's a good guy. So it's going to be real interesting in the stories. And uh, Gina says she's so excited for the Bow series. So I'm have a feeling that's probably going to come that'll probably be 23 when that shows up. So um, guys, if I had to guess, we'll go Moon Knight and then Obi Wan. So we'll see how that ends up. But I'm I'm excited that Oscar Isaac is getting to be the star of that because he's great. I loved him and I loved him as Poe. Yeah. So this week, our main show we watched was The Eternals, and we're going to go with our resident Marvel fan, Rebecca, down there. Was it an eternal classic or seemingly endless? I definitely think I'm going to be the lone soldier for this movie. Um, For me, eternal classic. uh, That's the positive version. Um, It was wonderful. I was intriguingly asking my fiance questions throughout the whole thing, which is my form of excitement when watching movies. Um, I... The only thing I had to say was that was a lot of new characters to be introduced to in one movie. Um, but then like some of them died. Some of them are mortal now. So you don't really need to know those ones. I don't think. Who knows? It's Marvel will do whatever they want. But I think that they're not important. Um, the only character that I didn't like was Sprite. And she's not relevant anymore, I don't think. She wasn't one of the three pulled back um at the was that the end credit scene or just the last scene i think it was just the last scene the last scene yeah um and we know that she's immortal now so she's gonna age and grow and you know have her time i'm assuming that means she has no powers anymore so i don't see how she would be worth anything um but i really did enjoy it i thought that I mean, she's not worthless, but like in the, in the face of an eternal, <laughs> she's not worth anything anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I really did like it. Um, I thought the Icarus being the villain kind of came from like the back of my head. Like I did not expect it to to happen until he started talking about you know what is the main girl. Ajax. Yes. Until he started talking about Ajax, and I was like, oh, he killed her because he wanted, you know, we always thought that he was envious of not being the leader for the Eternals and getting to lead that group. But I honestly didn't see, because of his love for Circe and his just overall connection with her, I didn't see him being the one to turn on everybody. Um, I thought the powers were cool. We had some new ones with with the eye lasers. That was interesting. Um, Her being able to like basically change states of matter, I thought was pretty cool. That's one that I've never seen. Um, I think that Cersei may be a new powerful, like one of the more powerful 
Avengers now. We don't know the extent of her powers. Um, I'm just going to stop talking because everything I say, Derek has a face for it. And so I think that I, I'm just going to, I'll leave it. I liked it. Sam, what do you think? Uh, okay, this was eternal. Oh, no, I mean, it went on for an eternity. <laughs> um, this movie, so I'll start there. It was too long. My second complaint, too many characters. I don't remember all of their names because we met too many characters. And my third complaint is there's also there's too many different groups happening, right? We had we had Eternals and we also had Deviants, then we also had the um Celestials, like just too many different layers for me. Um it was like too complicated and convoluted in its plot and in its character development to the point where I didn't feel like I really cared that much about the main character, which in my opinion was Cersei. I just didn't really didn't really get to know her enough and other movies that we've had in them. And I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm wearing my Avengers shirt. Like I just felt like we didn't get to know uh, Cersei because we had all of these other characters. I will say there were a couple of parts and a couple of characters that I did really enjoy. Um, Phaetos, I thought his, him and his family and how he like has to say it. Phaetos? Fastos. Fastos. Sorry. Fastos. Thank you. See, I can't even keep their names straight because there's too many of them. But Fastos, because his storyline with his family and how he leaves them to help try and save the world, right? That to me was very touching and I appreciated that storyline. I thought it was great. I also think, you know, Rebecca and I always point this out, but representation matters. We had a black gay man with his husband and his son. And so that was really nice to see in the, in the MCU. And the other character that I actually really liked, I think is supposed to be the, he's supposed to be the red herring villain, which is Druig, right? So Druig is the one who has the the mind control capability. And I say he's the red herring villain is because from the start, he's kind of seen as like the bad one or on kind of the, the black sheep because he wants to control the minds of the mortals so that they won't kill each other and fight each other. I actually thought his storyline was quite um, relatable. Like if you could stop people from, you know, having war and killing each other, how bad would that be? Of course, we don't want mind control. But anyway, I, I in general was not a fan of this movie. It's the first, um, it's the first Marvel movie since uh, Dark World, Thor, Thor: Dark World, that I haven't liked. Um, that I don't want to watch again. Um, yeah, I just, I, I feel. You know, I'm kind of disappointed because I was looking forward to, you know, maybe a new group of superheroes like Eternals maybe could be the next sort of group of like Avengers. But it was a big fail in that respect. It just really did not hit the mark on character development, on the plot, on just all across the board. And and the ending went on at, for at least a half hour too long. Sorry, I'm going on for probably a half hour too long at this point. So I will pass it to my brother from another mother, Derek. So I'm known as the resident Marvel hater within the group, right? <laughs> right. Lately, I, lately, my reviews have kind of been near middle of the road. I, I haven't minded a couple of the ones we've liked lately. But it's time for me to live up to my reputation. So buckle up. Um, not only was this movie seemingly endless I never thought it would die 
uh, it was like a wounded animal that should have been taken out behind the barn at the halfway point. I knew I was in trouble when the opening crawl was longer than Star Wars and was packed with info that was needed. Why did they focus on that knife in the first 10 minutes when it was never seen again? The telegraphing of Icarus to me was obvious enough that I told Pete and Gina on Sunday after only watching the first 20 minutes that the bad guy was going to be Icarus. Yeah, I remember you saying that and I kept my mouth shut because I had already watched and didn't want to I didn't want to spoil it, but you had watched 20 minutes and figured it out. I will say I I had suspicions, but I wouldn't say I was for sure figuring it out. Brian figured it out, but he always figures that stuff out. I was more with Rebecca. I didn't really it it didn't surprise me per se, but like I didn't really see it coming. But I wouldn't say it was a excellent twist or anything. Um, I will also say I'm a big enough. I'm a huge mythology fan. I get that the names are the ones from the comics, but it was distracting to me that they had the names were just slightly different from the actual Greek gods and goddesses. And then to have the original myths thrown away as the stories that Sprite told the humans to try to explain us such a cop out. Most importantly, though, it glossed over any kind of in-depth personal development because it had so many characters that you didn't really connect with any of them. Um, now, some may argue it made $400 million. I would argue Marvel could buy the documentary Jane, rebrand it as a Pepper Potts origin story, and make at least $300 million. <laughs> I also don't appreci- appreciate being threatened by Marvel and Disney. They told us the Eternals are re- going to be returned. That That's not something I need. Um, it set up Dark Knight. But that's all it did. This is not a good movie. Skip it. Kate? Okay, my turn. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I will. I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't vehemently hate it. Um, of course, I was very confused. Um, it, it had wonderful nods to Game of Thrones. So I was here <laughs> for the Game of Thrones actors. Thank Hello, you. King of the North. Hello, Rob Stark. Like, okay. And but didn't then, that make it more confusing? And then Cersei? Oh, and then Cersei, yeah. So <laughs> I, that caught my attention right away. Because um, I could watch Kit Harrington all day. Thank you very much. Um, you just now, didn't get to. I was I yeah. I really had high hopes for this movie, mm-hmm. um, but I was confused, Kate, and that that says a lot because I'm always confused, Kate. Um, but it kept like I would I would I would be watching and like because um, Ryan and I actually watched this at the same time, and um, Rebecca. I kept asking a lot of questions too because I was like, wait a second, hang on. I thought she was dead. Oh, wait, we're back in time. I didn't catch that. Oh, this was during World. Oh, okay. I didn't catch. So I think I, I didn't hate it, hate it. It was not as bad as Thor Dark World or Underworld or whatever that train wreck was. Agree. Um, uh, I. Like I will echo what Rebecca said about some of the really cool powers that came out. Um, 
I dug that. And I think this is going to be a movie that we don't realize that it is setting up other movies. See, I think that's the only reason they made it. But I think this is going to be a movie that three years from now, two years from now, we'll go back and rewatch this and be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I I hope so. And the comedic relief. I okay. Ryan's point. What comedic relief? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. no, no. Are you serious? I'm serious. What comedic? What was funny? Oh, I didn't think it was that funny. I don't know. I see. I don't know. No. The Kingo. Yes. Is it his his assistant? The ballet. Oh, my God. That was Kingo was funny. His character was funny. uh... (laughs) To me, me it was an overused stereotype. To me, it was an overused stereotype that wasn't that funny. Okay. Oh, see, I laughed. I laughed. It wasn't as funny as Ragnarok, but it did have. It made me yeah. chuckle in certain. It wasn't as funny as the original Avengers. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it Not made me all. chuckle in certain places. So, Pete, what about you? Boy, I could talk about this one for a while too, because I am usually very positive with Marvel. But I'm okay. I'm going to start with what I liked about the movie. Very beautiful. Very very well shot. It looked very nice. Um, the actors were all well, I mean, none of them were bad actors and I did like seeing such a diverse cast. I thought that was great. Um, okay. That's probably all I got positive to say. Uh Um, (laughs) this movie, I was also, I texted everybody and said, and and, in our message chat, and I said, I'm confused Kate in this movie. Not that I didn't figure it out as it was going, but you know, my wife and I were like, okay, now who's this, what is going on? So I wasn't bored by the movie. And so I guess it kept my attention. So I guess that's a little bit of a positive, but some movies after you watch it, you think about it and you like it more and more. I was the opposite because as I thought about this movie, there were so many things in it that just didn't make sense. The the whole knife thing. I know some people will say, Oh, uh, Sprite stabbed Cersei with it at the, the end. Knife. I don't think, it's I don't think that was knife. the same knife. That wasn't the same knife. There, that knife never came back. And there were lots of things like that, that like one of the things I absolutely hated was at, uh, when I think it was Icarus is telling Sprite or no, no, I'm sorry. It was, uh, Whoever was whoever was telling Sprite or whoever was telling Cersei, Sprite's in love with Icarus. Yeah, and like he, they use the Peter Pan analogy to say to say that you know she, she's Tinkerbell. I'm like, how can you not show that at any point in this movie? We're an hour and a half into this movie, and you don't show that at any point. You just tell us. Right, where like, was the pining? You couldn't right, see the that's pining. Ba- that's bad writing, is what that is. Mm-hmm. Kingo, in my opinion, was the best character in the movie. He's barely in the first half hour of it. He just kind of stands in the background a lot. Then he shows up. He's actually funny and entertaining and everything like that. And they get to the end and he's like, eh, I can't ch- take sides. I'm out. And I hated you that would, too. Pete. You would think like any and, and admit, admittedly, this would be, you know, kind of typical. You would think he would then show up at the end. To, on the side of good and then and then fight no he's just gone <laughs> so i just i don't get this movie it's there's yeah. so many things in it that don't make sense to me and um yeah. even the even the like 
celestial in the planet thing. It's like, does everything take place on Earth? I mean, didn't didn't this what happened in Guardians of the Galaxy two? And because Ego was a celestial too, I think, hmm. wasn't he? I mean, in, why uh, couldn't he blow up yeah. Jupiter? It was the bigger planet, right? It's like <laughs> the, yeah. I was like, I was like, energy. Something energy, about the population. Something right, about energy the population. from the humans. Yeah, yeah. and even like. We don't interfere. All you did in the past was interfere. Yeah, you didn't interfere in the wars, but like you gave technology and you blah, blah, you know, did all these things. And it's like, oh, but we can't interfere. But you've been interfering for 6,000 years. I don't know. Yeah. I did not like this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry, Rebecca. Funny. You and I are usually very, very copacetic on yeah. Marvel movies. And yeah. um, this was not for me. Yeah. Uh, Gina is also one that couldn't get into it. Too many characters, too many times and places. Did this have to take two and a half hours to tell? No. Um, Holly says she liked the Eternals more than she thought she would, but agreed there were a lot of characters and it was hard to be invested in so many characters. I, I do think it would have benefited from three or four less characters. Yeah. I really, I really do think it would have benefited from that because it could have also been shorter. Yeah. Uh, Steve says he felt if he walked in midway, it would be like a movie trying to be a Marvel movie. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. You mean it was a DC movie? No, no, it wasn't oh. that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I just got to um, poke those DC yeah, people. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Nick says he must be immortal because he lived through the movie. Just kidding. It was a slow burn, but enjoyed the end. Okay. Uh, Steve, we've already talked about how no, that wasn't the same knife because it wasn't the same color. So yeah. uh, Dan says, I thought it was entertaining humor and action. If you go into it wanting to be entertained, you probably were. But if you're expecting some masterpiece, you were probably disappointed. I was actually looking forward to this movie, guys. I really wanted this movie to be good. I promise I did. So uh, Kate, Vicky liked your Rob, uh, Rob Stark for the wind. Uh, Ryan says he's firmly in the middle of liking, disliking. But boy, was it a long movie, which is ironic because it was at least half an hour shorter than Spider-Man. It was. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's not uh -huh. it's not it's not time necessarily. A a, a good oh, movie can the, be that long. But you mean the newest Spider Man? The newest Spider Man. Seen, yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah. Because it's not on Disney um, Plus. <laughs> yeah, and I said Ryan says comedic was leave was one or more of the redeeming parts. We talked about that. Boy says Derek, when did you become so funny? The Jane line might be your best work. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan says there were a lot of funny parts. Willie says Kingo's assistant was hilarious. His line about being biased after chanting save the human race was also awesome. <laughs> yeah, I liked his character too. Um, Ryan says the movie was just too big. A lot of stuff I wanted to see more of, but it would have been even longer. Uh, Willie said uh, Beck and I talked about another potential purpose of the movie may redeem Thanos as not such a monster if he knew that's what was going on. Um, Eros is his brother and an eternal as well. And I can see a scene later down the road where we see a younger Thanos telling his brother he has to take half the population to prevent the ending of Earth. I don't think that's at I, all Thanos' I, motivation. I, I, I don't see it there at all. But anyway, I think um, it'll be interesting to see how Eros plays in, though, to the whatever the next movie or series is. But they've so, got to tell him to do a so, barrel roll. So I found this out, and usually, like Derek is the one that pulls out this tiny bit of trivia. But so the the last scene there with um, Kit Harrington, where yeah. he's going to touch the sword and probably turn into uh -huh. Black Knight. I yeah. think it's Black yeah, Knight. Black Knight. Knight. Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Black Knight. No, it's Black oh, Knight. Dark Knight, Black Knight. Dark Knight is Batman. Black Knight. Sorry. Black Knight. Black Knight. 
but uh, the the voice you hear that says, "I don't know if you want to do that," is Blade. Is Blade right? But what? But aren't we going to see Eros, um, who, uh, the guy from One Direction? We're going to see him. Harry also. Styles. Thank you, Harry yeah. Styles. Thank oh. you. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, we're going to see him. He was in the first credits end credit scene, right. not the second end credit scene. Right. Well, I would imagine if there's another Eternals movie, he would be in it and right. probably fairly featured. But I he's Thanos' brother. That's what Louis Connett was talking about. I right. think Rebecca has things she would like to say. Yes. <laughs> we should let her defend. Okay, Rebecca, rebuttal. I'm chewing on my tongue over here. It's so hard. Okay. <laughs> so I will say going into this movie, I was only looking for Harry Styles. Um, I kind of was expect, I had seen, you know, pictures of him in costume and stuff. And so I was looking for it. Never showed up. And I was like, he has to be in the end credit scene. Then this weird troll thing pops out and starts explaining to him. And I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, here he goes. He's going to be so important in the next movie. And I can't wait. And, oh, and then he is guys. Oh, obsessed. I love it. But I, <laughs> I think that what Willie said earlier, stealing my thunder, I can see Marvel trying to trying to do that. I can. I can see. I mean, I think there were ulterior motives for Thanos, but I do think that that is going to be an important storyline to understanding Eros. He's going to help the Eternals get his like to get the rest of their friends back, and so I think that he's. A, trying to be a good influence you know so he probably knows that this is what happens to earth so thanos gets the idea becomes power crazy hunger crazy whatever the thing is right and then just his he's gonna do it regardless of how everyone else how the other eternals feel about the humans on earth well if now, he does it though it doesn't have to do with earth it has to do with the whole universe right so no, it would and I, be, yeah yeah it would be it would if you want to redeem thanos it's going to be like he's trying to save the universe from these celestials i i mean i i think it's possible that that's a plot line they'll go down i just i i, I hadn't thought of that rebecca um mm-hmm. i think it's possible um but I agree with you that Eros is going to play an important role in whatever, whether it's another Eternals movie or another movie. Like I think Eros is going to end up being an important character. And I will agree with you guys on part of it that um, you, we didn't get to develop a lot of Cersei as a character, but I thought what Angelina Jolie's character, Thena went through in this movie was extremely powerful um, because it, kind of played a boat to trauma and trying to overcome triggers and you know that mental losing that mental stability that she had with Gilgamesh that Gilgamesh dying was like the hardest one for me because I I felt deeply for for those the two of them um and so watching her kind of overcome that trauma at the end of the movie was more impactful than Circe you know turning the celestial into stone um and I, every time that I look at these movies, I, how did it make me feel? How did I, how was I emotionally impacted by the movie? And I will say that 
because of how Angelina Jolie played her character, you know, there's a scene where she's standing behind the tree and she's feeling this trigger come on and she's just ticking like this. She's smacking her face because that's where she's feeling it the most. And I relate to that. I sit there and pick at my nails or I'll bite on my lip or I'll, I have these things to kind of make me distract myself from whatever is, is bothering me at the moment. And so it was really, I thought powerful to see someone and, Angelina Jolie of all actresses to go through with stature like that was was really awesome. Um, and this movie just made me feel things. It made me feel excited and happy. Sure, there wasn't the best um, fight scenes. Like Willie also mentioned this earlier. How is Icarus's eye powers not strong enough to kill the deviants, but it is strong enough to fight off all other four Eternals at one time? Um, so none of it really like was it's none of it stayed like equal, I guess. Like there were just times where it, it worked and it didn't. But overall, the movie made me feel something. And so that's why I liked it so much. OK. OK. Um, so you brought up an interesting point where which side, you know, as far as which side would you be on? So, Sam, are you team Cersei or are you team Icarus? Which this way are you going on this one? This is a no-brainer, you guys. You have got to be Team Cersei because you have got to want to save humanity, okay? I don't care about these Celestials. We live on Earth. So if you're going to be all selfish, you're Team Cersei. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and I'm Team Icarus. What? What? With, with qualification that... Where's my I'm, shocked face? No, <laughs> no, except I need a lot more information. I need to know why is this planet so much more special than any of the planets that have been killed beforehand? The millions of planets they've already destroyed. Why is this planet so much more special other than the fact that it's where the movie is shot? Um... Yes, they're humans, but why is that more important than other species that have been obliterated? Because we stopped Thanos. <laughs> so right, and the rest know. of the MCU wants Nobody to live stop here. Thanos. Right? So. <laughs> um, and what? But what about the species and civilizations that will never exist because of not destroying Earth? Um, with the information I have. I got to go team Icarus and I, I want to add one thing that while you never see it spelled on screen, the spelling to change the spelling from the traditional names of the gods is slightly infuriating to me as a mythology person, but okay. Kate. Okay. Well, this is a hard question for me because I am team Rob Stark or yeah, from, from game of Thrones. So in that aspect, I'm Team Rob Stark, but I am Team Cersei, which you will never hear me say because I would never cheer for Cersei in Game of Thrones. Right? So, that's hard. This is like I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis here. Uh, team Cersei. I mean, that's it. That's it. You go, Pete. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Cersei because why are the Celestials using? people power or being power like there's some special energy that we have like put your put your put your 
celestial in a sun. There's a hundred thousand much times more energy in a sun. Put him in a sun somewhere Mm -hmm. where there's no planet around it. And he doesn't have to kill anybody when he's born and you can still make a bunch of more planets. So, or a planet without intelligent life on it. Right. Well, no, but the point of all this was that he, they need the intelligent life to, to, I don't know. It didn't make sense anyways, but um, (laughs) that I'm team Cersei, Uh, Rebecca. Cersei. Cersei. Okay. Um, I didn't think I had to elaborate. <laughs> you're you're on your own on this one, Derek. <laughs> well, and it was because Ajax had enough of obliterating people. She had been through this uh, lots of times, and it's one of those for her. It's so, just finally enough obliterating people, but she doesn't. That doesn't mean. So that how come she remembers special. and nobody else does? Because she's the boss? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. She was the yeah, main journal. Because what's his name? Let her keep her memories, I guess. Which, 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 which is you. Uh, yeah. See, we can't even remember his name. The, the, the red celestial guy. Um, Ryan says, Team Cersei, there isn't enough money in the world to be on teams with Sprite. <laughs> eh. I didn't think, she, you know, I didn't think Sprite. Sprite was that bad for me i think it was just they didn't care like character develop oh, i like that piece. it was bad writing yeah it, was it wasn't writing. it wasn't the actress or anything um no she yeah, was fine she, she was fine they just didn't develop the character so she wasn't like to me she wasn't unlikable she just wasn't anything yeah okay all right so um pete gonna go for you on this one if you had to choose, and this is one that can go kind of both ways, would you rather be an eternal or a mortal? Hmm. I don't know. I'm always going to go with the I'd rather be eternal. I've already been a mortal. It's pretty good, but I'll try being an eternal and being around for 7,000 years and having to occasionally fight a deviant there, have some kind of superpower. I'll, I'll go with that. So, that's okay. my choice. Rebecca? Um... I'm tired of being immortal, but I would not want to do this forever. So I think I would have to just continue being immortal so that it eventually ends <laughs> soon. Um, but Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with being mortal. Um, I just think that if you like have close relationships with people and then everyone around you is dying, that uh, that would be torture for thousands of years and then centuries and then, you know, infinity. So I just can't, I just can't imagine that. And then in this movie in particular, you're also like getting your memory wiped each time. So each time you let a world, you know, get destroyed. And so you're, you're, it, it just seems kind of, that part just seems awful and, and kind of torturous. What about you, Derek? Um, I'm hundred percent going to be, I'm going to be immortal. Um, the, the whole watching people, you, everyone you ever loved for care about die and knowing you're going to outlive everyone you've ever known. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Bicentennial Man. Um, has Robin features Robin Williams. I think it was a 1999 movie. He's an android that works through the years for different family members of the same family and ends up falling in love with one of them. Um, Eventually he becomes human enough through different artificial organs and fluids causing him to actually die, which he wanted so that he would not have to lose any more of those he cared about. Not his finest work by any means, but to me, it got the point across. Um, it is on 
Buena Vista. It was a Buena Vista Pictures release, so it's to me it's probably coming on Disney Plus one of these days. Um, it's not necessarily worthy of a vault, but to me, I remember it. So yeah, I'm going to be immortal. I'm going to be more a mortal. Kate. Well, dang, I was going to say, yo, I want to be eternal and I want my power to be where I can heal people and like, like I can heal and I can make people who are really sad, not as sad, or maybe we're angry, not as angry, but like you want to be a magic girl. Didn't you do that with yeah? Didn't you do that with, with the empanadas or whatever? <laughs> yeah. the empanadas. The what? The mother's, the that's the mother's power is she heals people. Yeah, but I, so does. But, but that's a physical. Powers. But I think that's a physical. You weren't thing. on the show, but you you sent that but to somebody because they said it on too. the show. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Listen, if you ever ask me what kind of powers I want, that is what I will always say. But. Then one of you jokers coming all up in here saying, oh, I got to watch my loved ones die every century and then have my brain wiped. Like, well, I don't want any of that. So, no, I don't know. I just want to go hang with Rob Stark. See, I'll, I'll get I'll get over it. <laughs> I'm sure your I, wife and family will love to hear that. If one. I could, if I knew that, but then I, I get to hang out with my kids and my grandkids and my great great grandkids. And if, I mean, there's if things, I knew. That I was doing good. Okay. It might not be all the half kids if you're a good. That that yeah. I would that I would be eternal. And if you did, would they be eternal also? Yeah, you never know. I don't know if it's a genetic thing passed down. Remember, they're just robots. They're robots. So, so, yeah. That's the other part. I'm sorry. I need to say that. That's the <laughs> other part of this movie that was really dumb. Is that they turn out? It turns out they're robots. We're just robots. Yeah. Well, I think Spoiler. I think Kingo says we're just robots. I don't think they're actually. I no like it's, the, it's, the they're, cel- they're created, but they they're were created be- by the celestial. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're not robots. He's basically a god. I mean, he created them, but they could they could <laughs> still be. You know, In my mind, because they can because they can still be killed. They're not really Eternals, right? We watched three of them die. More of them have died than Avengers. <laughs> no, no, they are. They are. They're still eternal, but they're not. Uh, yeah, they're not indestructible. I they're think not immortal. They're eternal. Yeah. So uh, Ryan says he wants to be an eternal, but for like a hundred years. So yeah, that doesn't really work. You don't get to pick. <laughs> you don't get to pick how long you get to be an eternal. Nick imagining Sprite being trapped in puberty weeks. for six thousand years, the never-ending middle school years. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was pretty uh, bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve. Steve says, uh, "Mortal want to retire at some point." <laughs> right, um, Steve. Uh, Ed says, "Think how much you, get, you could inv- you could invest that money and just wait a couple hundred years on the stock market, and you'd be a billionaire." Yeah. <laughs> Ed, if you're immortal, you get to see the release of Windows 42, or as Nick says, finally the opening of Tron at Disney World. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan says, "If Eternals has shown us anything, Kate, good is a matter of perspective." So, okay, as we always do when we watch a movie, we're going to do pixie dust ratings, Kate. We're starting with you. How many pixie dust cups out of five? 2.5. Um, I decided to give this a two because I didn't mind watching it once, but I will never watch it again. Um, I am going to be the outlier for this little graph that we're putting together. I'm going to give it a four. 
I'm going with Pete on this one. He and I are simpatico on pretty much everything on this movie. I'm giving it a two, except maybe Angelina Jolie. I give her a thumbs down and I think he gives her a thumbs up. So I'm a two. She was Derek? okay. Um, I'm a 0.5. Um, oh wow the reason it's that high is i like some of the costuming some of the visuals some of the diverse casting but it cannot redeem a horrible story so i would i um, would re-watch it like i would voluntarily like sit down and watch it enough money to re-watch it rebecca it's rebecca it's okay to like something that other people don't like it's okay i know i'm just saying that's right Say this, Rebecca. I did not want to go rewatch this, but I do want to rewatch this partly because I want to pick up on the stuff that you picked up on Angelina Jolie's character. I do want to rewatch it because of that. So. Her representation of trauma was beautiful. Okay. Ryan's and and Rebecca, I will give you that one. I did like the trauma rep- her representation of trauma was good. Ryan says a 2.5. Steve says a 2.5. Uh, Ryan says a, a 4. He's impressed. Vicky says a 2.5. Gina's a 2. Um, Ryan, Rebecca, what do you equate this movie to with other Marvel movies? Oh, yeah. Wait, what's it on it, par with? Yeah. What's it on par with? Um, I would say Captain America Civil War. Or any of the Avengers move, or yeah, or the first two Avengers movies. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, it's not. It's, I think because I love the first Avengers movie. It's not going to beat Ragnarok. It won't beat Infinity War. And it won't beat Endgame. Those three are are my top in order. Um, but it's it's on the next tier for me. Because you gave the original Avengers a four and a half. So that's pretty it, on par. It's pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. Um, and Nick says the movie's a three. Angelina's lips a five. Eh, <laughs> eh. So, okay. Now we've talked about um, Eternal. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Marvel. Now we're going to go Star Wars. So we're going to drop, because they haven't watched it, we're going to drop down Kate and Sam. And we're going to bring in Gina. Hey, Star Gina. Wars time. Hi. Yes, it is. I, I'm very excited for Star Wars time. And I know <laughs> not everybody loves Star Wars like I do. So <laughs> I do. Okay. I know, we do. We love Star so, Wars. So, <laughs> Gina, I'm going to go with you. Is Boba Fett getting soft? So, in this episode. And, 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 and you can go either the episode, you can either go the person or the series. Right. So, I'm gonna is go- it going soft? In this episode, Boba Fett was a softer side of Boba Fett. And I don't know if that I appreciated it with, I'm going to get his name wrong again. Black, uh, I got to look it up. Chrysanthemum, he's our Wookiee. With him being able to go in there and pull him out of the tank really upset me. And I was like, where are the people? How come he's not fighting? Like, it just really upset me that he wasn't as strong. And then the crime lord situation I feel like he's not being a crime lord. I feel like he's being a district attorney. I just, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very shocked by Boba Fett not being bounty hunter Boba Fett. On the other hand, he has seen some stuff with the Tuscan Raiders, but I feel like in this episode, he was softening up. So that's just my two cents. Pete, what about you? Yeah, this was, there there was some weakness in this episode. I actually kind of liked the fight with the, with the Wookiee because, um, 
even though again it made no sense that like you're just gonna leave him on you're gonna leave him <laughs> right. in the tank unguarded is the, so the warlord or whatever yeah but um that was still better than the probably worst chase scene in the history of star wars when uh three four little vespa bikes are <laughs> and, chasing and i a, would say the worst chasing a scene ever see to you they were vespas to me they were ecvs from disney world <laughs> <laughs> it was bad that's true it was, so did, was i the only one I, I like said to my wife i'm like are they going like 10 miles an hour here this <laughs> so is like the funny. slowest cha- like like can't you at least speed up the camera so it looks like they're going fast <laughs> i didn't i didn't understand right. that i had i had no issue with the with the gang even though they were kind of like an 80s theme gang it was if, very, you, if, if you know if, if you watch a lot of 80s movies they would always very, have yeah these these theme gangs that would all dress alike and i movies. actually said that really fit in because i was i'm actually going through my head okay oh they this happened in this would be 1987 so this is actually okay i was okay with them because <laughs> right. I, in my brain i'm like okay it's 1987 we're okay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> and yes, as I see I see Steve mentioned the scooters reminded him of back to the yes. I, that that, yes. that scene 100%. was a little a little back to the future too. Yes. Um yeah. so first episode was okay, second episode pretty good, this episode yeah. so we'll we'll see this this series is not uh it's not up there, but it's not bad. I did I did I'm going to beat Gina to the punch at one point the um uh the the lady mechanic. from the, the mechanic, mechanic from from mandalorian like walks by in the background you saw her you saw yeah. her i told you good <laughs> so i i thought that was kind of that was kind of cool that they just had her just kind of as background scenery but uh overall the episode i didn't think was particularly good uh but i will say one good thing about it less flashback so true rebecca, rebecca? Um, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, um, and I've been honest about how I felt about this whole show. Um, still don't really have a clue of what's going on. Just kind of going along for the ride on on my, I, I guess a Vespa. I know what that is. I've I've heard of them before, but they <laughs> <laughs> exist. <laughs> um, I, to be fair, was on my phone for some of it, but was. <laughs> It did shock me when the Wookiee, I didn't think anybody else would talk about it because that was the one part that I thought was the coolest to visually see was the Wookiee like just reaching into that tank. You know, that's been like a symbol for the entire series so far is him going back to this like recovery tank and, you know, reliving these nightmares of his past and things like that. So it was kind of cool to see that like bubble of his being like destroyed. Um, I think that that could be maybe a foreshadow for like, the bounty hunter Boba Fett may be coming out now because of that bubble being burst. I look as a non-Star Wars fan trying to make connections to future things. I'm just going out on whims here. Um, but I thought that visually that was the most appealing part of the show because in my head, that's what is the original Wookiee? His name? Chewbacca. 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 Yeah. That's, that's just a, a dyed hair Chewbacca like attacking him and you don't ever see that happen with original Chewbacca. So it was, it was cool. I liked that visual aspect of that, this episode, but overall it's, it's still just not grabbing my attention. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. To me, this is not the same Boba Fett that was in the original trilogy. Uh, the harsh, abrupt stoic character is not in this show. Even the actor playing Boba Fett Thinks the character's talking too much. 
uh, during shooting, I saw an interview during shooting. He'd try to give his lines to his co-stars and try not to let the director know it was going to happen at least once. He prefers the mysterious, quiet side of the character. Um, as far as the series, to me, it's getting to a point of put up or shut up, which, you know, is ironic because he's talking too much. <laughs> um, I do you want him to shut up? Yeah, I do not understand the point of episode three other than to reintroduce the Pikes and the Scooter Squad. Um, why have we gone through two episodes of him and the Tuscan Raiders only to have them killed completely? That, that it's why was that even there? I mean, I understand it's going to be, you know, character development, but why did we waste, why did we waste half the show so far on that? Um, yeah, because I thought uh, I thought sure the Tuscans were going to come back in later, yeah. but now it seems well, unlikely, right? And to me, you know, at least it was the shortest episode so far. That was the speech. It was dumb. It was obvious. It was pointless. It was short. I, I loved it. it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. That's all I could keep thinking about was. Um, and I didn't, but I didn't love it. Um, to me, this is, it's getting really close to the point of not really wanting to watch the rest of it. Um, I, yeah. The one thing I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go to that Fennec Shan part. Where was she? What took her so long? That was the other thing. Maybe she's playing both sides. Cause that, I, that whole scene was just so bizarre to me. I'm like, first he's getting ripped out of the thing and then he's turning soft. And then it's just, it was a whole thing for me. But if she was so. off duty. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like I, it didn't that part didn't make sense, but I thought at least that action scene was a good action scene versus right. no, it, was a, it was just because like the second episode, the train sequence was actually a really good action scene. Yeah. So, I mean, right. e- yeah. even if even if the show isn't as good as we want it to be, at least if the action scenes are good, we can be entertained by it. But like that, that, that Vespa that chase, chase was, was like no action. No, I, don't, no I, don't, I, I don't know how anyone. Like, I don't know how the Robert Rodriguez could go back and look at it and go, this is good. Yeah, good enough. Great. Yeah, didn't keep that in there. Good enough. Yeah. good enough. As my wife said, pay more for the CGI next time. For sure. So, for sure. Um, Ryan says the only thing he has to say about the episode is the chase scene was the literal worst. Um, <laughs> Vicky does say she does, does like short episodes. So <laughs> I will say the good. short episodes have, a, if this was an hour long of what happened, I wouldn't have. I don't know that I could have finished it. It would have been as bad as so. Eternals in terms of the length of the time, yeah. for sure. So. For sure, the dragging. All right, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's Rebecca. Be, I think I think we're kind of at the point where I think we're all kind of agreeing that Boba Fett needs to something needs to happen. He needs and, to become the crime lord that he is instead of this district attorney. Yeah. Either, either, the, <laughs> either become the crime lord yes. or sell out and go the bounty hunter route something. or something needs to happen. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Now we're going to bring Kate back in, and we're going to bring Sam back in. Now that she's, you know, done yawning, <laughs> and um, I haven't watched, but I will catch up and watch so that I can be in on the conversation next week. Okay. And as I said, it's a short episode, so you've yeah. only got to devote about half an hour to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I had watched one and two, so it's easy to catch up. I'll oh. only have to watch yeah. two this week. Next week we have Boba said episode four and. Kate has chosen our vault. Kate, what are we watching next week? We're watching The Rescuers Down Under. Ooh. Yeah, and as we always do with the vault, we will have have trivia. 
Um, nice. And we and some of the discussion in the background was that you know do we want to do the original rescuers? But as Kate Kate herself said, it's sad and kind of depressing, very and scary dark. and and scary for kids. Yeah. So this really may be sad. one of the case where the the sequel <laughs> may be a little bit better than the original. Yeah. So. Yeah. We shall see what's going on with that. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch it. I don't remember it. Oh, it's very Daniel Trejo riding the Rancor. That one, actually. I I do have to say, anything that makes uh, Danny Trejo Star Wars canon is kind of (laughs) cool. True. Yeah. True. Um, And it, it makes the scene with the where the ranker handler cries over the ranker dying. Yeah. Right. The rankers imprint on the person that the first human that they see which how he hasn't seen Danny Trejo yet I'm not sure but anyway <laughs> makes it more sense so yeah. and Kate you've got Vicky says yay rescuers down yay! under and Ryan says she's looking forward to next yay! week so with Great. that guys please if you have other suggestions on vault shows we have a couple coming up from our audience but if we'd always love to see more please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com Please like, subscribe, share, get the word out there. We're growing slowly, but we'd always love more people out to, you know, come and be a part of the platooners. And yes, I've actually accepted that that is what we're going to go with the name. <laughs> um, if you aren't listening better than pee I prefer just going to say, I prefer two knees over tuners, but, but you, know, you know, the two net. Um, so if we are, if you can't listen to us live, we are on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, basically anywhere you can get a podcast, we are there. And then give us those five star reviews, guys, please. That's how more people can come to hear us. With that, everyone, I think we have reached the end of talking about what we're going to tonight. So I'm going to say good night. So good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.